This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Geek Girl Realty. Are you looking for that fortress of solitude or a cottage in the woods? Geek Girl Realty can help you out. Check them out at www.geekgirlrealty.com. Dungeon Crawlers. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers. For those of you that know, technical difficulties are always abound. Anytime you have computers and technology, something is always, always going to go wrong. May not be every day, but one day there will be something that horribly goes so wrong that it just doesn't work. The reason I bring this up is we've already recorded this show, this episode. Unfortunately, uh... In this episode, we had myself, Scott, and Mackenzie to do this uh, review. And due to technology and a weird quirk, because I happen to be using my Bluetooth uh, headset, it the recording software did not capture any of Mackenzie or Scott's words. So we had a review, but it sounded really weird and disjointed because, well... It was only me, and I was responding to questions, things they were saying, and it just it felt really, really bad to try to push that out. So, because we're needing an episode out this week, and we're going to be at uh, Fanex in Salt Lake, I'm doing this review of the latest movie, Shazam. Uh, and pushing that out to you. Now, it's a little difficult because it is just my opinion, and I don't have the awesome opinions of Scott or Mackenzie. But I do remember the grades they gave for the show, so I will let you guys know. And I will try my best to hit on some of the points that they brought up and mentioned. So a lot of this is going to be from memory. So hopefully uh, it's good because, I mean, we did this almost a week ago. So... For those of you out there that haven't seen Shazam, or maybe you have, and hopefully you'll respond and let us know what your thoughts are on it, this episode is all about Shazam, and you've probably seen that because you saw the graphic. So Shazam is the latest movie that uh, DC has put out, starring Zachary Levi, Asher Angel, uh, and, a, and Mark Strong, and a host of other fantastic actors. So... For those of you that aren't familiar with Shazam, Shazam is actually the name of the wizard. It is an acronym. Uh, but that's really not the character's name. That is the wizard's name that he gets his powers from, which allows him to transform into the wizard's champion. Uh, which, his name is Captain Marvel. Now granted, we know why DC chose not to put out a Captain Marvel movie because, well, we have another Captain Marvel movie out right now from Marvel Comics. Um, so they're very vastly different characters. Now, Captain Marvel from the DC Universe, which we're going to be talking about, is a 14-year-old boy named Billy Batson who is granted the powers from Shazam. So when he calls his name, he turns into a superhero. He is as invulnerable as Superman. He's got super speed. He can fly. He's got super strength. 
and in some cases he can teleport and I don't even know if we've ever truly seen all of his abilities. Now, to be fair, DC did create Captain Marvel long before Marvel did. Captain Marvel actually uh, appeared in the 1939 comics, so he's been around for a while. Um, there's been very many, many iterations of this character, Billy Batson, now. The interesting thing about this character is he's, four, like I said, he is a 14-year-old boy that has to pretend that he is an adult superhero. Now, imagine you as 14, or maybe you are 14 right now, and then suddenly you get the ability to turn into Superman, pretty much, and be a hero. How would you react? Um... And I'd really like to think that Zachary Levi kind of played that up a, a, a little bit. My feelings about the movies, I kind of felt like we were seeing two movies in one. It was a little disjarring, but it still worked. So I felt like we had a superhero big movie and a really dark movie altogether. The stuff with Dr. S uh, Savannah... Uh, which is played by Mark Strong. They did a beautiful job at it. I, I really feel like Mark Strong does a great job as villains. Uh, for those of you that remember, Mark Strong was in the DC Green Lantern movie. I know a lot of people did, didn't like it, but he played Sinestro. I think he did a fantastic job as Sinestro. The problem was that the script was lacking. They didn't do a solid job, and Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan just didn't fit. It didn't. The movie had problems, lots of problems. I think if they would have focused on Sinestro and how it would have been a lot better, the whole weird parallax thing, yeah. But I dig I digress back. Bull Strong, fantastic villain. I've seen him in several other movies. Uh, you know, he's Merlin in The Kingsman. He just he plays a good, solid character, no matter what he plays. Uh, it was very interesting to see Julian Glover reappear in the DC Universe. Uh, for those of you that don't remember, or maybe you do, Julian Glover played the father of Lex Luthor in Smallville. So he, he's kind of, it's very interesting to see him being the kind of jerk father that creates a supervillain. Uh, um, so that was kind of fun for me to see. Um, I'm, I'm sure many of you that have listened to the podcast for a while know I'm a huge Superman and Green Lantern fan. So that's why I'm bringing these factoids up, but... Um, it was very interesting to see him in that role. So, the story is very interesting the way they did it. And I really like the overall character arc for Billy Batson that they had. You know, he was really young, he lost his mom, he's been searching for him, he's been running from uh, foster home to foster been running from the foster homes he's been put into, trying to find his mom, and that forces them to put him in a new foster home, and so on and so forth, until he finally lands in this one that is filled with other foster kids. And they're kind of a family unit. Billy's kind of always been a loner, he's been on his own, because he's really wanting to get back to his mom. And he's held this weight upon his shoulders that he is the reason 
that his mom isn't in his life because he had this uh, compass like thing that his mom gave him because they were at an amusement park and he dropped it and went to run for it and then got lost from his mom and never found her. So he's held this this weight on his shoulders that it's his fault that he lost his mom. Now that story arc does get resolved in a really good way. I don't want to spoil that. Because it is a really integral part to his character and to the story. Mark Strong's character... Uh, the movie opens up with him, and he is found, you know, he's brought, his his dad and his brother are really jerks to him, major jerks. Again, Julian Glover playing the dad, and in the process, during this scene, the wizard Shazam pulls him in to the, uh, to his place of power, and He's trying to see if he is the heir to his power. You know, he's pure of heart. Now, the seven deadly sins are trapped here where Shazam resides because he's guardian over them. And they begin to tempt uh, the younger Dr. Savannah. And they, they pretty much went out. I mean, the kid, let's face it, he's bullied majorly by his dad and his brother so of course he's not pure of heart he's got anger issues and so on and so forth so they're really able to tempt him to go get his power Shazam says nope you're not the one and zaps him away there happens to be it he goes back to the, the car where he is with his brother and dad and there's a car accident things happen Dr. Savannah spends the rest of his life trying to find a way back there. He eventually does and gets the power as an adult. This forces Shazam's hand, causing him to really need to find a champion because he hasn't been able to find one yet. And this, this, the seven deadly sins are getting stronger and stronger by the day. Well, he finds Billy. Billy takes on the power. And then we see a whole bunch of hijinks. Which I think was really fun. It was fun. The music fit this movie really well when they played it. They did it in good intervals. It really made this movie work. I think DC is finally getting their feet underneath them. With the success of Wonder Woman, with the success of Aquaman, and then this movie, I really feel like they're moving forward in a good way. Uh, we can kind of ignore Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. Justice League, I felt, was a little bit better, but still kind of not quite on par. Uh, but I really feel like they've gotten these characters solid. Um, the Flash, Justice League, just isn't Barry Allen, in my opinion. It's really weird. Barry Allen is a very likable, lovable guy. In many of the iterations, he's been known as the heart of the Justice League. The Barry Allen we saw in the Justice League movie... He was a loner. He was not, he wasn't the heart. He was afraid to take his his power on him. And I just, I, I couldn't get behind that Barry Allen. The Barry Allen we see in the CW uh, Flash TV series, very much, very, very much the Barry Allen, the Flash that should be. He is the heart. He is very likable. He 
draws people in. That is the flash we deserve in the movies. Uh, and with the question of Batman and Superman, who's going to be them? Because it sounds like Henry Cavill is out, quite possibly. It sounds like Ben Affleck is out, even though I feel it. I feel, and this is one thing that Mackenzie and Scott brought up, is they were very surprised by Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman. And I have to say, I really felt like he was much more attuned to the comics, and especially Frank Miller's version or vision of Batman. Um, he definitely played a very good Bruce Wayne. Um, and he did a good job at Batman. But I think Bruce Wayne was better. And I know that's kind of been the whole thing with Batman is the actors have either been a really good Batman and a poor Bruce Wayne, or vice versa. Um, we've really yet to see one that has been able to play both really well. I think Michael Keaton is maybe the closest, at least in my opinion. Um, I know Adam West played a really good one, but his was more of a hokey, comical Batman, not really a serious Batman. And Batman is a serious character, um, which I feel like we've got continue to get closer and closer and closer to um, from that comical version. Uh, but at this point, with this movie, uh, you know, like I said, I do feel like we had that kind of big superhero movie. Now, what I mean by that is because he was a kid turning adult, I really feel like there was reminiscence of Tom Hanks' movie Big. I mean, even so far, there were some references that, you know, they're in a toy store and they're stepping on a pian keyboard piano that's on the floor. Uh, you know, they're not playing a song like they did in Babe, but still. So it was very interesting to see these things. It was a little disjointing with the two separate stories, one being very dark, one being light and comical, and then merging those together. They did a fairly good job, even though it was a little disjointing to me, a little to Scott. They did do a, a fairly good job, and they had to. I mean, you couldn't have light and comical with the Doctor's storyline. It was evil. He was imbued with the seven deadly sins. It was dark, and it had to be. But the counterbalance was the light from Billy Batson learning that he was a superhero and trying to cope with this. And he made a lot of mistakes, did That is the one thing I do like, is they showed that he wasn't like, bam, I'm a superhero, I do everything perfect. He made mistakes. He made errors. He's 14. He's not an adult. He can't make those rational decisions, honestly. So he had to learn the hard way. You know? And then... Okay, spoilers. There, I am going to address this as a spoilers because it is one thing I really like that they brought into this movie, which they eventually did bring in the Marvel family. So those that aren't familiar with Cap, this version of Captain Marvel, he has the Marvel family. There are actually other wizards that sit on the council that Shazam has the power for because they have died out. And Billy realizes this and has them has his, these other foster kids that he has come to accept and has thought of as his family because of the events of the story. And he grabs, he has the wizard staff and says, Call, say my name. 
Nails Eat Billy, which was hilarious. No, he's like, no, say my other, the other name, which is the wizard's name. And they all yell Shazam, and they are imbued with powers. Um, so they are able to fight off the seven deadly sins, which, you know, all, it took all the wizards to defeat them. So they, they all become champions, and they are all able to take on the powers and fight the sins. And I really loved how they all kept their childlike innocence. I mean, these actors were grown adults and doing a fantastic job. It was very reminiscent of Jack Black in Jumanji playing, you know, that 16-year-old girl. They did a fantastic job at it. So, overall, I think the movie was done very well. And Scott and Mackenzie agreed as well. Um, Mackenzie gave it an A-. Which, fairly good uh, rating right there. I know Scott gave it a B plus. He saw, there was a few things that were disjointing for him. It wasn't quite an A for him, but it was still a really good movie for him. For myself, I gave it a B plus as well. It's not quite up there. That disjointment caught me a little bit. Uh, there was a couple other things that were minor. I mean, the... I wish they would have fulfilled a little bit more on and kind of blended those two stories a little bit better. But overall, we got really strong performances. We got a good, solid story. We got a good, solid movie. And they even put in a hook at the very end. You know, they put in those end credit scenes, just like Marvel did. Um, you know, Mastermind, which is a caterpillar, showed up in the very early in the movie, and then it showed up in the end credit scene. Again, spoiler not going to say much more, but this is a pivotal character in the, the Shazam, Captain Marvel uh, storylines, and it definitely sets up for a sequel, which I'm excited for. I really am excited to see this character expanded upon. Zachary Levi didn't do a good job. I wish he would have been a little bit more serious, because Angel Asher, that played the young Billy Batson, was very a, a very serious character, but it seemed like when he transformed, and this is one of the reasons it uh, Scott kind of gave it a B plus. Is when he transformed into the superhero Captain Marvel, he didn't seem as he seemed more comical and seemed like a different character, really. Uh, and again, that could just be because he's a fourteen-year-old boy and he's freaking out, doesn't really know what to do, and he's super excited. He has all these powers, but I really wish they would have added some of that gravitas and brought him down and made him a little solemn and the same character we saw when he was 14 but still still both Angel Asher Angel and Zachary Levi did an amazing performance Mark Strong did an amazing performance Julian Glover the entire cast gave a solid amazing performance in this movie it is a great movie you should go see it in the theater uh, well worth the money. You know, if you don't have a lot of money on your hands, I understand sometimes money's tight. Go on a $5 Tuesday if you have that ability. Um, it is it is a good movie. It is worth watching. It is a great addition to the DC Universe. And I really feel like because of these last three movies, DC has found their footing in the cinematic worlds. You know, Marvel has had it for 10 years. DC is late to the game, but I 
feel like they finally found the formula to make their movies work. Their universe is a darker universe than Marvel. It has darker tones, but I feel like they found a way to blend those tones in a way that moviegoers love, comic fans love, and people that aren't even fans of either, that just want to see a great film with a good story, will love. And this definitely hits those marks. It's funny. It's serious. It is a good, solid story. So, with that said, and I apologize, Scott McKenzie, I'm here to throw in there two bits. I really wish they were. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your opinions on this movie, because we definitely want to hear you, your guys' voice. I know we continue to say this on every episode. We don't really hear the voices. And we want to know your opinions. We want to hear what you have to say. Because it's more, this show is more about the geek culture, books, movies, games, everything. And most importantly, it's about you. Because without you guys, we don't really have a show. And we know it's been, it has been difficult as of late. Uh, we know we haven't been as consistent on release dates and other things. We've had a lot going on this last year uh, with illnesses. Scott had a baby, uh, and it's kind of thrown his life into a little bit of chaos. Um, for those of you that have kids, you know exactly what that chaos is, especially when you're a first-time parent. Uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of things going on myself, going back to school with writing and some health issues on my part, my wife's part, and my family's part. It's, it's been a rough year, and we really apologize to you guys, the listener for the difficulties we've had in our lives performing and giving you a solid show. We really want to change that up. Things are starting to mellow out. Things are starting to calm down. And we love doing the show. We love hearing feedback from you guys. We love seeing you guys at conventions or getting that recognition from people that, hey, you're so-and-so from Dungeon Crawlers. We love going to conventions. We love being a part of your, your life whether that's just listening to podcasts, getting the latest news, whether that's commenting on our social media or attending our, our panels at conventions. We appreciate each and every one of you. We're working hard behind the scenes to change things, to get to find ways to promote and get uh, do prizes and have swag. I'm really ex- wanting to get some t-shirts and things like that. I know there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you guys probably don't care about, but we just want to let you know we appreciate you, and we hope that you continue to listen to the show, and you tell your friends about us, and we really want to really push and get big and really bring some amazing stuff the rest of this year of 2019 and make 2020, which is just really crazy to say, this big, massive year where... We can do some really cool stuff. I mean, I would love to be able to go to an event with a t-shirt cannon and start firing away Dungeon Crawler shirts. I would love to be able to have spots where we bring guests on as a spotlight and to talk about certain things that they're passionate about. I want to be able to get some top-notch, amazing uh, interviews over the next few months and years. And best way we can do that is by you guys by you guys supporting us by you guys helping us out and 
reviews and shows like the caliber we always have. It's been 10 years, going on 11, and really, it's just, oh, it's really an amazing process. I really have loved doing this show over the last decade. It is crazy to say, but yes, it has been a decade that I have been doing this show. We've had a lot of people coming in and off the show, uh, bringing in their expertise and their opinions. And I've missed every one of those voices. Every one of those voices has brought a lot to the show. Um, you know, a guy named Joe, Malik, Flagoon, uh, Jared and Jessica, McKay. All of them have brought amazing talent to the show. And right now we got Mackenzie, we, had, we have Baron, we have Scott. And I can only hope that we can continue to bring this same caliber of show to you week after week. And we are definitely working on making it so it is a solid, consistent show. And it is out on the sit. When we say it is, it's out. Again, I apologize for our personal issues that have kind of made that difficult over this last year. And I want to confirm to you guys, the listener, that we really want to bring the best show to you. And that is what is in our heart's desire. So, with that said, I hope... Go, if you haven't seen Shazam yet, I hope you do. If you have, tell us what your thoughts are. If you haven't seen it, go see it and then let us know what our thoughts, your thoughts are. With that said, thank you for listening to the show and supporting us. And until next time. Dungeon Crawlers.